When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As of right now, we are at war. How desperate you call on such lost creatures for vengeance? How desperate am I? You threaten my world with war. You steal a force you can't hope to control. You talk about peace and you kill because it's fun. You have made me very desperate. You might not be glad that you did. There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if they can become something more. Welcome to Fury's Finest, a podcast about Marvel Crisis Protocol and the Marvel Universe. My name is Jesse Aiken, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris Bruffett. How are you doing today, Chris? Jesse, if I were doing any better, I just couldn't stand it, man. It's a good day, right? It's a very good day. Well, it's a good day for a lot of reasons. We've got a kind of a first of podcast format episode today. I'm going to see Thor Love and Thunder tomorrow morning. Very excited. Yeah, man. Things are good. That, of course, leads to the fact that it's also a very good day because we have Dr. D back on the podcast for a very special reason. Welcome back, Dr. D. Oh, hey, it's uh, good to be back. Repping Fury's Finest in places far and wide on the East Coast, or in, I guess, Midwest sometimes too, right? You travel, right? Different places. I do travel. I haven't traveled for MCP yet, but obviously in near future. I'm already signed up for LVO, so people will get to see me there. There you go. That's exciting. Yeah, we're all hoping to, and I think this is something Dylan and I have talked off the show about a lot on Mike, which is LVO. Dylan, like Chris and I are strongly pursuing going. And on top of that, like how cool would it be for us to get not just, you know, all the MCP players and content creators together and friends and all this, but all you individuals like Dylan here that are patrons of Fury's Finest, we're going to have a patron hangout. We're going to make it happen. That's the plan, at least right now. 100%. Are there bars in Las Vegas? I don't think so. I hear it's a dry town. We'll have to find one of those dive bars, like Prohibition era. <laughs> like those are my favorite. Yeah. That'd be a good hangout place, uh, especially <laughs> for a bunch of MCP players, probably. But Dylan is not on the show today to talk LVO, sadly. That's going to be in our future. You know, we've got some time to look at LVO. But Dylan, you're back today because the painting gallery with no name, season one, that's the spring season, is over. It sure is. And what a ride it was. Honestly say that I was taken aback by the number of entries that I did get. And like I'm continuously flabbergasted, if you allow me to use that word, by the quality of almost all the entries. It might seem kind of like showy to be like, yeah, you know, these are, you know, we were just, they were all really close. And I was like, but no, but, but legitimately there were so many good entries. I had a hard time figuring out who was going to be the winner. I mean, I think Chris and I would agree wholeheartedly and completely, right, Chris? Oh, absolutely. I'm completely blown away by how good some of you are at painting. It's absolutely ridiculous. And I need you guys to get at me to maybe give me some lessons. I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Well, and there's a lot of elements to this, which we're going to get into a little bit later in the show on our main topic. But I mean, there's... There's a lot of elements to a painting contest more than even just the painting. And that's something Absolutely. I'm excited to talk about later on the show and maybe ways that we can all improve in these other elements and you know improve for the next contest as well. But before we get into that, Dylan, I got to bring up while you're on the show, you were just on the Professional Casual Network not terribly long ago, repping Fury's Finest on a stream playing Daredevil. And Daredevil, and it was also July 4th of all, that's of right. all days. Wow. <laughs> And uh, I played Daredevil. I knew that uh, I had two missions going into it. I had to use Daredevil because locally I'm known as the Daredevil guy. 
Right. And I wanted to get Punisher's Blood Red and Personal off. You're going to have to watch to see how well that went. I don't want to spoil anything. It was a really good game. I loved it. I, I thought it was hilarious. But they have a little bit of a different format than this show. That's for sure. We love the professional casual and the, the way that did I roll a wild podcast is one of our favorites here on Furious Finest. And Absolutely. You know, we have a lot in common, I think, with those individuals that run that show. And, and I think that's a through line. But more importantly, Dylan, you got to play MCP on the 4th of July. I was jealous because I was doing family stuff. And also, you and Tim got to dress up as Loki and Kingpin. So, obviously, on July 4th, we have to celebrate, you know, what makes America great, right? So, worshiping space gods and putting them in positions of power in the U.S. government. Classic United States, right? Absolutely. uh, Corporations. Who doesn't love a good American corporation? (laughs) With some criminal backing. Yeah, that's that's some quality (laughs) stuff. It's angel investors is how you're supposed to say it, Jesse. I'm a rock sun guy. (laughs) There you go. Costumes absolutely stellar. Dylan, of course, was repping Loki, one of my favorite characters. You know, just costume wise, you're playing President Loki, and uh, Tim was uh, that modern Hawaiian shirt kingpin. I love it so much. That's very cool, and that's yeah. what I'm most jealous of. Actually, is getting to dress up. It yeah. was fun, uh, honestly. So I got the so, so a little bit of a backstory. I got the suit, funnily enough, for work, and while I was picking it up, I thought to myself, like, I really love Loki. I just I just rewatched the Loki show, and oh, I was so like, good. you guys got any green vests back there? Mm. And then <laughs> like yeah and i was like yeah let's throw that on there let's throw that on the tab all right and i got a costume out of it so it was perfect fantastic green tie green vest get that vote for loki pin what'd you get and if you bump into me while i'm wearing this i'll give you a vote for loki sticker what a deal yeah dude the dream is real but and but only if you let me win the game i'm playing against you oh of course it's got to be rigged right for sure just you know just like other things going on around here it's definitely rigged oh it's hard to get laughs out of me on the show dang yeah, that's good. When I saw this costume, Dylan, I immediately thought that is a an amazing costume to wear at, at large MCP events. I don't know if you're going to do that, but when I saw that, that's what I thought. It's why I have my Spider-Man suit. You know, it, it's actually it's a suit. It's not a Spider-Man cosplay. It's a Spider-Man suit. <laughs> and, you know, for that type of occasion, you know, like a big, you know, oh, going top 16, break out the Spider-Man suit. I don't know. That's why when I saw your Loki, President Loki costume, I was like, this is a multifaceted thing. This could be a Halloween. This could be comic-con this could be qualifier you know um if i'm Put if nothing else i'm efficient with my waste of money that's for sure but i will be wearing it to every lvo qualifier that i go to from now on that's Perfect. fantastic excellent but we could talk about you know the professional casual network and how wonderful they are and of course dressing up as loki all day but we've got to move on and talk about the painting contests the winners the raffle winners and of course honorable mentions and next season what that's going to look like for the painting contest so before we do that chris let's just get into some business fury's finest is supported by discount games inc go to discountgamesinc.com for all your marvel crisis protocol needs our patrons support Fury's Finest at patreon.com slash Fury's Finest. If you enjoy the show and like to join our patron Discord community, consider supporting us with a monthly contribution. We take this time to thank all of our patrons. Of course, Dylan's a patron here with us, which is very exciting, but we have a new patron of the week. That's right, Chris. We want to send a very, very special shout out to Mark G. Mark, thank you so much much thank you mark and of course we cannot do this show without our avenger producers that's rusty dylan who is here that's me dr d nathan and brian thank you fantastic four thank you guys so much you're welcome (laughs) very good let's get to our main topic okay so chris dylan we just talked about at the top of the show how exciting this spring season was and how now we're about to start the summer season, which we're going to talk about at the end of the show and what that's going to look like. But really like we could go on all day about how great this season was. And I think a good way to start off this discussion before we talk about winners or anything, of course, is just honorable mentions, things that stood out to us and elements that people brought to this competition that were absolutely unique and kind of floored us in different ways. So I don't know which one of you guys want to start, but it's a pretty tough thing to talk about this because Dylan, I don't think you talked about it, but we had over 30 entries. We had 31 entries total. One of them was late, which I put him in later because we were having some weird issues with email. But if that kind of stuff happens, I'm obviously willing to work with you guys. Absolutely. To be honest, I was I when I first put the sheet up, I was expecting like 
10, like maybe. And for to triple that, uh, what to say I was surprised would be an understatement. I, it was, I was floored. I think we all were. And I think it's just amazing that we can have this level. And honestly, with, I wouldn't say short notice, but you know, now this is a rotating format in Fury's Finest, I guarantee we're going to get equal or more participants in the future because people know this is coming up, you know, and they can kind of be a little bit more prepared, I'm hoping. Oh, for sure. And I'm hoping, this is what, what I'm hoping, right, is that people are going to really hold on to models. They, you know, everybody talks about the model where they're like, I don't want to paint it until I'm ready. I'm hoping that this contest will be that, where it'll be like, oh, I've been holding on to this, you know, Hulk forever or whatever. And then you just think like, okay, this is the time to do it. Like, this is... That's the hope for this contest in general. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I mean, this is just getting people painting and getting exciting about, you know, keeping accountable with each other, but also more just importantly, like putting themselves out there at the end and just, you know, putting the work out there and doing the work and kind of getting to enjoy other people seeing it. But on top of that, Dylan, I mean, the whole point of this format is we're going to have a first and second place winner, and then we're going to do some random raffle draws at the end. So as you mentioned, when we first announced this contest, just participating, you have a chance to win prizes every time. Which I think is the most important part, right? Is you hear about it all the time. People don't want to do it because they don't think they're going to win. Don't worry about it. If you paint a model, you're a winner to me, and I'll give you a prize for it. Or at least a chance. Absolutely. Can't beat that. You cannot beat that. Let's talk about the stuff I was just talking about. These honorable mentions and things that kind of floored us in different ways with this contest because we've got a lot of stuff to talk about i don't know like that is more than just painting right we do we have we have photos we have basing we have you know green stuff kit bashing printed models alternate color schemes use of uh, complementary colors we've got a lot to talk about and it's going to be fun to talk about Absolutely, Chris. And I think you brought up a lot of good points because pay attention at home, listener. All the things that Chris just listed are things that are outside of just painting, right? And something Dylan and I have talked about a lot was that this contest has progressed as well is the ability for people to be creative, right? And the ability for people to think outside of the box does go a long way with your basing, with your schemes, with your photography. The list goes on. And we're going to take some time to mention a lot of models that stuck out to us personally right now because we got to talk about these models, right, guys? Oh, we absolutely do. If you didn't let me do that, I'd probably would have a tantrum and make sure everybody knew about it. Rightfully so. Dylan, why don't you start us off? Why don't you let us know uh, what what model kind of... What's the first model you want to kind of honorably mention and why? So my first honorable mention has got to be the amazing Spider-Man that we got. The photography skills on this one obviously pretty good now i look at it and i see non-metallic gold on the daily bugle like the actual yep. bugle part which i think looks pretty good but the thing that really i think just like blows this one out of the water is the osl and the actual explosion effect like most of the time when you see people do explosions and all that you tend to notice that there's not much of a contrast between like where the light of the actual explosion is compared to where the actual like the like soot Ah, actual yes, explosion yeah. part of it and i think he absolutely nailed it honestly i would be super proud to own this this is a great piece and like i said just the osl part of the explosion just really adds to that effect and i absolutely adore it plus i love obviously who doesn't love spidey preaching the choir here right dylan preaching the choir but i you're right that osl is a little bit over the top where it's like it truly is a gradient and it does match actually the shadows as well so it's it's kind of like not only is it a good representation of, you said, the the gradient of where the hot fire is all the way to the dissipating away, but also it matches pretty well with like the rebel pieces and things like that on top of that. But yeah, just a clean Spider-Man overall. I mean, anytime a Spider-Man has black, clean lines and really clean eyes and everything, you cannot love it. You know, it's a great work. And I got to say, you know, every once in a while I see the person that paints the Spider-Mans that doesn't do the black lining. It just looks so much better if you take the time to do it. And obviously, he did very well with this. Absolutely, it's it's excellent. There's a reason we're talking about it right now, right? <laughs> and yeah, it's uh, it it also did very well on voting as well. So, but Dylan, do you have another honorable mention? So number two would be the Sam Captain America. The best part about this one, and this is a perfect illustration of the fact that this is not a contest about painting; it's a contest about the hobby. Yes, well said. This guy's photography skills are phenomenal. They're fantastic. So like the first one in the row is an obviously like heroic shot that 
honestly you i mean if it was like a real life picture you could see this as like a movie poster mm-hmm. it's like yeah, perfect. it's very cinematic and it's on a, it's actually on a table with terrain as well yeah for sure which really just adds to the whole like your ability to just take the whole model in as a whole and then right below that obviously you got the close-up you know the heroic close-up of somebody flying but it looks like he's flying by the screen which you probably could see a couple times in i think it was like the last episode of winter soldier and Captain mm-hmm. America. So I think it's a very, very good model. Obviously, the paint job, very, very good. But I just think the photography skills on this one specifically needed to be brought out so that people realize it's you can win this with with the other skills. Like if even if you find th- even if you think you're not a good painter, which you're probably better than you think you are, you can easily make up for any inadequacies that you, inadequacies that you think you have with other skills in the hub, which is what I think a lot of these honorable mentions are really good at illustrating absolutely very well said dylan well thank you i've been i was working on that all morning (laughs) great job thanks man so i obviously would be remiss if i didn't mention the one as guardian that we had in the entire ordeal this one was painted by the lady that lives in the same house as me you could consider her my girlfriend which she probably would appreciate me saying that out loud so I think this one is really good. I actually saw this one get painted from beginning to end. So I have a unique perspective on the fact that she specifically was learning to do new things for this model. So I got to see that, which makes it extra special to me. And I think she did a great job. So here, here it is on the internet, babe. I think you did a great job. She absolutely did do a great job. Yeah. What really sticks out to me on the model is the metals on the helmets. They are different, you know, the tones. And uh, the the metal on Molnir is is really good so the the backstory behind that is that she is obsessed with shiny metals she wants she wants to paint like capes metal colors and i'm like you may not want to do that so i'm constantly it's a constant war between literally painting every single thing as a metal (laughs) and keeping things actually like lore appropriate (laughs) so that's that's her controlling herself love it well done Well, well, well done. It's a very well-painted model, and I'd love to see it across the tape from me. Well, now we're still in honorable mentions, so Dylan's giving out his. Chris, do you have some honorable mentions before we get into more content? Jesse, Dylan has been talking you know, about how there is more to this than just your painting skills or your flashiest painting skill. It's about the hobby. And because of that, I have to mention this absolutely delightful green goblin that we had submitted this green goblin has an excellent excellent backdrop uh, i'm not sure exactly what it's from but it is a you can see it in the road castle flying ponies everything it's fantastic spire the dragon i don't know it could be something something in that line might be my little ponies what i would guess could be who knows someone not me but not to mention the green goblin is very well painted as well it's another perfect example of that explosion-y fire. Effect. Yes, it, the, mm-hmm. the fire is very, very well done. And, you know, I just think the, the backdrop used here is just delightful, and it's worth an honorable mention here on air. Jesse, I'm going to throw it to you, man. What is going to be one of your honorable mentions? Well, I've got a few left here, Chris, that are absolutely have to be mentioned. We had a couple Nick Furies that were all excellently painted, but we have one that really sticks out to me. As my favorite. First of all, let's just get the obvious out of the way because everyone knows I love basing and changing up basing. There is some caution tape on this base that is flying in the wind, matching the wind direction and movement equal to Fury's cape. So this was an inspired choice, but also great photography and a great painting job on this Fury. It's more the comic book style. In particular, the part that stands out to me the most is his jumpsuit and his armor and boots with that white and his jumpsuit with the various layers of blue. I'm sure Dylan will agree that the shading highlights and just depth in particular on the jumpsuit and the the whites just killer on this Fury to me. You guys know that I've been trying out Shield lately as kind of a, my fun side faction. So this really speaks to me in a lot of ways. And I think that caution tape just takes it over the top, matching the wind direction of Fury's trench coat. I'll admit, I didn't even realize that that was why it was pointing in the direction that it was. So you pointed that out, it even makes it even better to me. It's real good. And I'll even add this in. I think the the power of that blue is really, really well placed against the good the well-done warm browns of the leather, mm. which I think really just adds more depth to it. Great point. So definitely top 
applauds from me on that one. Well, and we'd be remiss not talk about the face and the the highlights on the skin. I mean, just like, first of all, Fury is a bald man. So, I mean, there's there's an extra level of work that needs to be get done with the skin work, right? On uh, the highest points on his head and stuff. And I think this model executes that as well. Like, the highlights are really good on the skin tones. So, um, I'm very impressed. And I had to mention that Fury while we were here. Also, once again, clean photography. Absolutely. Definitely worth investing in a good backdrop. Absolutely, yeah. Good backdrop and um, crisp photography with good lighting. But we've got a couple more here. One that I want to mention while we're here, before I pass it back to Chris, is we had a sin that, first of all, got a lot of votes for good reason. And it is an exceptionally done sin with a, once again, different basing choice. Just picture sin standing on her rebel. But then there's also a fire at the foot of the rebel that is creating a lot of OSL on not only the rebel and the base, which I love how bright it is on the base, but on sins knee high boots and also kind of on her, her legs and part of her torso. And this is a very well painted sin. And, um, you know, very early on, I was like, this is, uh, one of the coolest models we got without a doubt. And to say that doing an OSL with a red on another red (laughs) and actually (laughs) having it appear like that, very well done. Very difficult to pull off. He nailed it. Non-metallic metals on her knife and gun, and then um, her iconic corset with like the metallic elements and you know some of the different colors like of shading of red. Once again, very well done. Uh, over the top, honestly, on this one, it's a stellar paint job. And uh, even a character I do not play or gravitate towards to, but if I had this model, I'd be playing Sin all the time. how could you not yeah (laughs) yeah just just to show it off yeah absolutely so chris you want to close out our honorable mentions because you know there's there's a few more before we get into more painting discussion well jesse you mentioned over the top so i need to talk about the she hulk that is literally throwing ultron over the top of her head and i assume delivering a big body slam yes it's a great example of a, a you know kind of a kit bashed model here that is just expertly put together uh, mm-hmm. well painted it's very fun we've got a, it looks like a, a a decent backdrop as well good photography i think the shading on the skin and the costume has a very comic booky effect that i'm very into and mm-hmm. and all around i just think it's it's really excellent yeah i agree entirely i mean completely inspired choice probably one of my favorites because of this choice of She-Hulk ripping Ultron apart above her head. In fact, this could not even necessarily be Ultron. This could be one of the Illuminati's guards, you know, that that's a whole element as well to the story that's being told here. And the pieces on the base as well. We've got a we've got an Ultron arm on the back. We've got some some body segments in the middle, like some some parts of another leg that is missing. But yeah, She-Hulk is just splitting him in two and there's like wires between the two, the torso and the leg. It's it's really hard to describe in that way, but like that's the best we can do. But like you said, Chris, the shading, I really do like the shade on this as well. And I'm sure Dylan will agree that this Illuminati bod slash Ultron blue and gray shading and white, like white highlights, very good. You know, it's drawing a lot of interest. I just want to know where he got it. It's like, is that a print or is that specifically from black? swans black swan with more clashing going on yeah Could uh, be. or is it actually like an ultron that he just tore up and actually made wires out of like some kind of cord i want to know how he did it Ooh. i mean i love seeing she hulk throwing things that is not her beam you know uh, every time sure. i see it I, but this one is a, even more inspired to me than like she hulk throwing the cars or the taxis or things or you know shout out to that person that had she hulk throwing the tardis but like this is it's not only she's throwing the ultron but she's ripping him in half first you know it's obviously personal <laughs> it's it's very personal this time it is personal <laughs> so it's a beautiful model and once again that's i always love seeing people's take on the she-hulk hair the shades of green they choose and this per- person in particular went lighter went more aqua it's one of my favorite colors so i mean you're just you're you're selling the model here to me in all the best ways and um yeah it's like we're looking at two models here guys where it's like we have a really well-painted she-hulk and then we have a you know split in half ultron as well but another great example of how the hobbying aspect of it can make up can make your model much more palatable for the votes. Absolutely. So those are our honorable mentions. 
But now we're getting into our top three of each of us. So this is a pretty interesting idea that we came up before we did with this podcast, which was what were the three that spoke to the three of us individually? So it's going to end up with nine models. And this is just something that, you know, we felt really passionate about. And as Dylan said, you know, he would stop the show if we didn't do this. So we, we definitely got to do this, you know, or Dylan will, we don't know what will happen, but you definitely don't want to know what's going to happen. Chris, why don't you start us off with your three favorite models from the entire competition from this season? Yeah. Uh, and I want to start off with a, another one that is just a lot of extra work, a lot of basing, a lot of kit bashing. I'm mm-hmm. flabbergasted by this one, but it is this turquoise magneto with various sentinel parts for his scatter uh, that is that's part of his powers it's just absolutely incredible magneto is in the middle of just a mass of well-painted sentinel just metal and steel and arms i don't know it's great the white cape is a, a very nice touch really makes the aqua and navy blue kind of pop more you have no doubt that he's the master of magnetism when you see this. <laughs> Zero doubt in my mind. So I'm going to move on to my next one. And that is going to be one of the two Sorcerer Supreme Doctor Stranges that we received. Received submissions of. But the one, the reason this one gets me is the the flames. It's it's the flames coming out, the greens in the base, the 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 shading on the cape. It just it really speaks to me a lot. I love all of the choices made here and how it all plays together. Not much more to say on that one for me. Chris, this one also something we've been talking about a lot on this episode. Great photography and staged in a battle scene Absolutely. on a map. I mean, we even see Dormammu's portal in the background right. of one of these shots. Y- you and feel like this is in the yeah. middle of a game being played almost. Which that's a whole nother element, right? You know, exactly. some other element. Also, this person did a little bit of extra basing around the Doctor Strange portal, which I always really like to make it more natural, blend in with the concrete. Yeah, I get you, Chris. I, I see that that orange flame, but with those turquoise and aqua dark dimension yes. cosmic balls inside there, you know, and that that is a nice contrast to these uh, more dark suited Strange take. And it does have to be mentioned that the other Doctor Strange we received did have a little extra basing, and it was Bats the Ghost Dog. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. I wonder who did that one. Who did that one? Oh, yeah. that oh. was me. <laughs> that was me. One of my favorite models as well. We got to talk about while we're here. I know Dylan doesn't want to, but Bats matching the magic on Strange's hand. I might have an affinity for the same thing, Dylan, for some reason. Mm-hmm. It's with my awesome ghost hound as well but dylan you did something that i did not do on my strange that i absolutely love in your submission which is this sort of dark dimension cosmic energy seeping out of the portal onto the base well because i think the movie was a good illustration of it It it's like once you start messing with things that man was not meant to comprehend you, you don't you can't go anywhere without seeing it now it's going to follow him. Absolutely. So we, you've got purple sort of Zerg creep kind of coming out of this and uh, it, it's corrupting everything. Yeah, I absolutely love it. And uh, a lot of great Doctor Stranges in this yeah, particular context. Very true. Yeah. A lot of really good like, ones. It's Both really models. tough for me. But, you know, Dylan, I've never seen anyone properly illustrate someone's third eye being ripped open properly in a miniatures game basing. So well done, sir. Well, thank you, sir. Now I'm going to talk about my my winner. Now we're going to move on to who received my vote, and that is this absolutely I just think excellently painted and based Baron Mordo. And the thing that just really, really stood like I, I did a quick scan through the gallery the first time when it was time to vote, and this really stood out to me because the the cloth of Mordo's tunic and the cloth of Mordo's uh, leggings and the leather, they all look almost photorealistic to me in some ways. And I just, I couldn't get over it and I haven't gotten over it. I tried to, couldn't. So that is my vote for the winner. This season is this uh, excellently done. Baron Mordo also has a little bit of a newspaper on the ground there, which is nice. Do you need me to hold you to help you get over? Please. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We'll We'll talk after the show. Very good. 
So I have three models that are my three favorite. And I'm going to say right up top, I don't want to cop out here, but this was really hard, guys, to narrow down to three. I mean, seriously. Yes. I had a really hard time because honestly, every model in this contest, not only is a model I would field on my personal team, but I take a lot of pride in the creativity of all these models submitted to this contest because creativity and making my models different is the way I approach hobbying. And I think most people did that in this contest. And I think that's something worth mentioning while we're here. But if we got to narrow down to three, I got narrowed down to three. My first model of the top three for me is an absolutely stunning model that is Dormammu on his throne, on his portal. So not only did this person paint Dormammu, which we know is a huge feat, they also painted the entire portal and slash throne. And let's paint this picture of this Dormammu to you at home, listener, as I zoom in here, because this Dormammu is so well done. So first of all, all the fire on the Dormammu's base, the portal, of course, his hands and his hair is a light aqua that turns into a cobalt blue gradient. Just beautiful. And then we have a metallic armor that shifts from a more seafoam, you know, darker aqua color to a silver. But then interesting choices were made. And this is some color wheel choices. I really like this. Uh, Dormammu's cape is actually a dark burgundy. And then his inner armor is sort of a mustard tone metallic. And then, of course, the gems on his belt are kind of navy. The final touch on this, which kind of just is a very inspired artistic touch, in my opinion, is we've got, you know, sort of a gray and blue tone throne slash rocky outcrop for his base and everything. But the runes on Dormammu's base, you would think this person would just stick with some aqua or blue. No, no, no. They took it to another level. They did a mix of yellow and sort of a orangish red that's alternating. It's it's not just like, you know, the triangles are yellow and the circles are the orangish red. No, no, no. We're doing gradients on this rune as well. And I think this is the sort of model that exists for this competition. I think both of you would probably agree with me on this because inspired choices of colors, well painted, super unique and artistic. I don't I mean, what else more can I say, right? I think the one big modeling aspect of this that really essentially follows the rule is when you look at the model. Mm hmm at least for me, the first thing I see is the face. Mm, yes. Because that's the only thing that's a different color. And my eye goes straight to it, which is exactly what a model should do. I'm glad you mentioned the ba- the face, Dylan, because I didn't throw that out there. But the face is more of a muted version of that sort of yellowish gold armor in the center of Dormammu's chest. It's evocative of a bleached bone, but not quite. Exactly. So I like that, like you, Dylan, you're saying that everything's so bombastic around it, but then the face is like you're still drawn to that. That's that's a really good point. It's literally like a port in a storm. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Absolutely gorgeous model. I've always had an affinity for blue fire. Like I love those blue ghost riders so much. And this blue portal is just over the top too. I think We'd be remiss to not talk about the portal because, you know, it is a huge feature and a large strain piece and the gradient on this portal. Once again, we've got this like aqua to this super electric cobalt blue. Just beautiful. And I'd be playing Dormammu all the time if I had this model. It's just insane. But I got to move on. I can't talk about Dormammu all day as much as I'd like to. The next mention I'm going to talk about is we got an exceptional Dr. Voodoo that is just jaw-dropping i don't know how you guys would explain it it's fantastic it's excellent the basing top-notch and we're kind of seeing a theme here with my my choices i'm realizing this myself here as i'm looking very on brand jesse's got some uh, cosmic slash uh wizard choices but that's okay this is more of a traditional color scheme voodoo it's a voodoo in you know his black and white suit with a red cape and but then the magic is very well done light purple and you know other tones of purple. But what really sells this voodoo is this person did not put the skulls around the voodoo. They put the three skulls in front of voodoo and actually put voodoo on the back. And then the skulls all have hand-drawn aqua runes around them. And then they're they're kind of lit up um, and glowing on the base. And it's just a stunning piece. I think it's one of those things that it's, it's a less is more with the basing. You know, I went pretty over the top with my voodoo basing and I really enjoy my voodoo, but like this one is like very inspired, just like the three skulls at the front and then kind of making them an interest piece. But I think as Dylan was saying before, once again, they're enhancing voodoo, but we're still looking at voodoo, you know? And all the elements of voodoo are there. And I think it's because a lot of the white, 
like on his chest, like that weird V thing he's got on his chest, and the actual cloth on the staff, it kind of brings your eye up from it. Right. So you get like the perfect, ooh, you get a whole picture of the model because you look at the skulls, the cool runes, and then you're instantly just drawn right up to where the face is. Yeah, it, it's just an absolutely amazing model and um, had to be mentioned in my top three. Now, closing out my top three, similar to Chris. Chris, and I think it's funny that you and I had a similar approach to this contest. We gave the gallery a couple once throughs, and then we kind of went through and we're just like, what's the model that is just that just grabs grabs me, you know, personally, and just speaks to me in a certain way. And you know, a lot of this is elements. This is the photography meeting, the painting meeting, execution of the character. And I think this one is no different. We got many cables submitted to this contest, and they're all good. They're all excellent. That actually makes this even harder to talk about because I absolutely I, I kind of loved every cable, but this cable in particular, the photography paired with the painting, it kind of just took it over the top and. It's just a very classic cable. We're kind of in those classic blues and yellows, but then we've got some uh, darker elements with, of course, his armor and his cape being more the washed out cape we know it to be, but just a very clean cable. I mean, the highlights are on point. The shield is very pale, which I really like, and it has alternating whites, you know, in different, different parts to actually give the aspect of the shield being hit by the bullets. And notable here, Dylan, I think kind of similar to what you're saying with the explosions we mentioned earlier that really spoke to us this shield really spoke to me because the use of light and dark on the shield where the impact places are hitting and then on top of that you add chunks of rock and rubble on the base we got some newspaper again with some mutant propaganda on top of that and this cable gets my number one pick for me personally because it is just uh it's a perfect representation of the character one thing i wonder is i can't get like a good picture of it but like those little i'm assuming those are bullets like bullet casings on the base or is that like supposed to be like some kind of rubble i think it's just rubble. That's amazing. i think they're yeah. just pebbles but yes they're okay very awesome yeah they really add it's it's perfect example of less is more mm-hmm. it adds interest right it has a lot of interest the best part of it over the grates mm-hmm. where yep. they're just right. dangling over the grate balanced it's what a touch. Like all things should be. Oh, well done. Well executed. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. But I think I'll say while we're here, I I think without a doubt, this was one of our best photography pictures. And this is a case of like, this wasn't even in a battle scene. This was just kind of framed in a light box and some really good camera work here. And I think also... I got to mention while we're here, so again, the photography work, we're talking so much about the basing and the pebbles and the shield and stuff because this artist in particular took time to use those four shots Dylan requested in very different dynamic ways. Not just four shots of the model rotated, but it's like we've got a close up of the feet and, you know, the basing and the explosion. We've got a straight on shot of right on the shield. We've got a side shot. You know, there's a lot of interest past just that first initial standard model shot from the side. It's funny that you mentioned that because as soon as you said it, I had an emotional response because it reminds me of the days when I was a young Dylan. That's right. Looking at cool mini, it was like that painting gallery. Okay. I can't remember what it was called. It used to look like old space Marines on it, but the shot of like his feet that perfectly displays the base. I'm like, oh, that's exactly what they used to do. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. It's perfect actually. Yeah. You're absolutely right. That the, his Use of the pictures is very, very constructive just because of the fact that it gives you an entire illustration of what's going on in this base and the story that it's trying to tell. Yeah, so it personally gets my vote and um, a very beautiful cable. But Dylan, let's close out with your top three models. So I'm a sucker for a very well done metal. And my first choice has to be this Hulkbuster with a more, I'm not quite sure it's a full platinum or it's just a very, very bright gold, but this Hulkbuster is just awesome. Absolutely love how that gold interacts with the reds. I'm feeling inspired seeing this one because my Hulkbuster still not painted yet. You know? <laughs> it's just a perfect example of, you know, it reminds you like, ugh, it just never ends. The war on gray never truly ends. And this guy, <laughs> a premier avant-garde of the war against gray he's the tip of the spear he really is and i gotta say i love the face again when i, I look at this model all of it looks really good you know you, your eyes starts getting your your eyes slowly start going to like i think it's called the arc reactor mm-hmm. in his chest 
Right. And then you, I just go straight to his face where I see the bright blue eyes and the red and how it interacts with it. And it just uh, it gives me goosebumps every time I look at it. Very good photography as well. Most excellent. Yeah, you honestly, you look at it and it doesn't even really look like it's in a photo box. It's just it, it exists in that weird realm in movies like yep. when people are going to heaven. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It's just that white space. I love it. Interesting thing about this Hulkbuster to me that I don't think you mentioned yet, Dylan, which I thought was just an interesting choice. The, the smoke. It's very different. It's a very different choice for colors for the smoke explosion. I think he was going for a more molten yep. type of, like it's melt. It's like the, the heat is coming out of it so strong that it's melting the ground itself. Lava, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, th- I think he really pulled it off. It's such a subtle thing that I don't even think most people are going to like notice the fact that it is different because you're just like, yeah, that's exactly what would happen because that's how heat works. <laughs> it's excellent. Yeah, I'm a big basing guy. So every time I see any type of basing, I'm like, yep, you put in a lot of work there. I like that. But I mean, perfect time to mention Denny, Dylan. We got several Hulkbusters that were all like kind of out of this world. Like they all mm-hmm. were just like, I would love to have these models. We had a very early Hulkbuster that was Canon colors that the blues on the eyes just absolutely popped on the little Hulkbuster and the big one. And it, I don't know, it's just so good. So I just mentioned that. It's definitely here. worth mentioning for sure. It's a, it's a great example of the blue working with the red to make the blue more blue, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So Dylan, that's your first model. What other model really spoke to you here? So the other one is this lovely Dr. Strange, the Defender version. So he's got his big circles that he carries around with him. This model is an excellent, excellent, excellent example of edge highlighting done well. Yes. And when you look, cause when you think of the uniform, I guess might be the word, just his outfit, you notice that a lot of the folds in the clothes, they're very sharp, very, very sharp corners. And you wouldn't really think of it as like a meta- like a metal. And most of the time, that's when you would use a bright white. But this guy just went, he went full send and just white edged everything. And honestly, I'm really digging it. I really, really, really dig it. I think he nailed it. I think that the blue is really enhanced by the use of the white and major props to him. I absolutely love it. It just pops on the table. Very much so. And I think the circle, I guess you would call it the magic, right? The yellow has this like stippled effect yeah yeah it's kind of like i don't want to say blotchy that's not the right word it almost looks like runes yeah that's a really great way to put it and i think that because it looks like there's like heat in the center of it and it slowly works out and it's darker on the edges of the actual circles and again i just i absolutely adore it this is an insane model and uh less is more once again while we're on you know i'll jump in here on the basing this guy put a little bit of static grass growing between the cracks and the sidewalk. And that's just the type of detail that just takes models over the top with basing and like terrain. This is the type of stuff I try to do with my terrain where it's like, yeah, sometimes that work is a pain in the butt. You know, it's a couple more minutes or hours on, on your terrain or whatever. But it's like that type of detail is just, this sells the hobby, right? And in a completely different way. Jesse, I'm glad you brought that up because it, it this is another great example of good photography and and how mm. that affects your entrance because the the shot that best illustrates this little weed growing between the cracks of the concrete is this shot that's taken behind doc behind and above dr strange and it really illustrates the depth of the cloak the highlighting in the the white highlights on the cloak and the hair both do their jobs which are completely different but they both do their jobs incredibly well and i i just think it's very very impressive. I should specifically bring out the fact the scratches in the asphalt. Amazing. I've never seen I that on, on this type of basing before. Like just this is next level detail. My last pick is, and I know exactly, I know the story behind the model and everything, which really, I think gives me more of a silly idiot smile on my face, but <laughs> I absolutely love the zombie captain America. I did too. <laughs> the story behind it is this was a very, very quick entry <laughs> to say the least it was right at the buzzer okay but he managed to nail it i really i think the the paint job is awesome i adore the model right who doesn't love a good reference to zombies and he made it real bloody as any good zombie should be it looks like he did, did some uh blood for the blood god after that matte spray which is the way you do it you know you go with that blood last the shine is there the dark red is there and uh 
he's mean. He's a mean cap. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I would play Avengers a lot more if I had this model, personally. Would you say he'd take a bite out of crime? I would not. The up stop. We'll just leave that hand. <laughs> Shame on you. <laughs> Shame. Great choice, Dylan. Great choice is your third. I'm so glad you brought that model up because it is different. You know, it's another different choice. And like you said, when we first started the contest, alt sculpts are not only allowed, they're welcome, you know, in this contest. And I think this cap is a great example of that, especially if someone got this in at the 11th hour. Yeah, that just adds to the story, right? <laughs> so he managed to just squirm that thing in right at the very end. <laughs> That's right. Well, now we've gone through our honorable mentions, some models that just stuck out to us, and then our personal top threes. It is now time to talk about the first and second place winners of the contest. And this this is really fun, Dylan, because this is what we're going to do every time. You know, we're going to we're have this discussion post contest and then we're going to discuss who got first and who got second and it's just a crazy it's crazy we made it this far i guess right yeah to think humble beginnings right just to say yeah we should have a paint i, I remember i was like hey we should just do a painting contest and a couple people were like yeah and now we're here and i was like yeah let's just do it Dylan. great idea we uh <laughs> dylan was inspired and uh brought this to chris and i and I mean, just what a what a wonderful thing that did not exist, you know, a couple months ago, right? And now it's part of the show. I, and I should bring up the amount of people that have sent me messages or emails or just random Discord messages about how much they've had fun doing it. Oh man, I had no idea that that was coming, but it really it really got down to the deep deep blackness that is my soul, and it gave me a a little, a little chirp up. I loved it. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad everybody enjoyed it as much as they did. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And we're going to do more of this in the future. We'll talk about that after the winners here, what that's going to look like. But let's just get to these winners here, Dylan, because this is a very big and exciting thing. And I think we've got to talk about who won second place first, because this was not an easy first and second place. I'm just going to say that straight up. We had a lot of models that got a lot of close votes and we had a lot of models in this contest, right? There were a couple models that definitely poked out as extraordinarily exceptional, which I think would be the proper way to put it. Mm -hmm. And I, I saw the votes going up and down on both a couple times. And I was like, Oh, this is might come down right to the end. And, and they finally landed. And I got to say, I think both of them absolutely deserve every vote they got. And I'm very excited to reveal who they are here very shortly. How about right now? Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about who got second place. So a man after my own heart, rusty with his phenomenal miles. It's, just took it away. I want so this good. model. This boy knows the color wheel and he slapped it and he made it part of his family because he absolutely blew it out of the water. The blue hoodie or the turquoise hoodie combined right. with the reds. And the Jordans, just, man, the Jays, they look I love spot the Jays. on, baby. <laughs> I mean, Chris and I are a little bit of sneakerheads and these Air Ones are just, they're nailed perfectly. I mean, honestly, like everything is in its right place on these. It's great. I'm especially jealous because that exact model is sitting on my desk and I just haven't. And I'm like, oh no, am I going to be able to do this? I'm tempted to get this model now. hundred percent. I was always absolutely. Yeah. There's, there's not a better advertisement for this one. Rusty no. did unique basing on this as well. I mean, I, I know there's basing elements on this print, but also it's like, you know, he took it one step further like this. It, he did basing pace and, and rocks and stuff that extended and just further sold this wall that Miles, Miles is climbing up climbing up on, but also, you know, the spray paints on the ground as well. It's, it's just so well done. I honestly, I'm in, I'm in like in a, I can't truly describe it because of the fact that I feel like if I say words, it'll detract from it. That's how yeah. good it is. Mm -hmm. I think you nailed it with the color wheel, right? I mean, this is an example of when Aqua is done really well with different highlights and stuff. And then you've got it juxtaposed with these like reds and whites and stuff like why it looks so good. Right. And um, we're here. And, and I think the coolest thing about this model, Dylan, is that the basing and the wall that miles are on do have different tones going on, different colors that bring eye interest in different ways. But more importantly, Rusty, you did such a good job of making this brick wall look like a brick wall, but not make the model busy. I think that is an excellent point, Jesse, because not only does the brick wall compared to miles, it's not just the brick wall. It's the rubble. Mm. It's the spray cans. It's the, the, uh, the, the little metal box down there. But everything has this earth tone to it. And then miles just literally pops off this wall <laughs> with this this teal mint you know hoodie these crisp white and red 
Jordans, uh, like he, like Miles, just absolutely with these these color choices, just leaps off of this model. Off the, this miniature is incredible. Rusty, great job. And again, I, I feel like I'm. I sound like a broken record here. When you look at this model, where do those eyes go? They go straight to those white eyes. Yep. Even with all the phenomenalness around it, you immediately go to that face, and it, it reminds me of the cartoon or the Into the Spider-Verse movie almost immediately. And that movie was awesome. So you get some extra points from that. (laughs) Absolutely. And great job, Rusty. And we'll be in contact with you soon about your second place prize. But Dylan, we got to close this out. We got to talk about who got first place and why they got first place. And uh, this is a crazy model. I'm just going to let you take this. So when this model came into my inbox, I legitimately like stopped for a second and I was like, I must, I don't know what I'm looking at here. I must, <laughs> I must've made a mistake. My, I'm, I need to go to, you know, get my eyes checked or whatever. Yep. John BW gave me a Captain America that is just absolutely top notch. This is the kind of stuff that you see at like the big painting contests when you go to like big conventions and it would have, it would have been like some, this would have been something people looked at even in places like that. Right. This is so good. The effect on the shield throw, perfect example of an amazing conversion. It gives the model motion. He's obviously jumping off of some kind of hill. The actual part of the base, I would assume is probably some kind of tree bark mixed in with just some phenomenal basing techniques. You got all the flocking. It's perfect. Bang, bang, boom. You got the blue, it's super great, but it doesn't look like too cartoony blue. And the dark browns and all that stuff really just bring it all together. It's got all these great, phenomenal, earthy tones. And again, I just, I, my eye immediately goes to that A on his head. So straight to the head like it should be. And I, I could not come up with something negative to say about this, even if you put a gun to my head. Really, really a, an, ac- an actual world-class job on this model. It's truly, truly something. Yeah, it's the type of model why we hobby. I mean, I think if you took this cap off his base, this would win some basing contests. Seriously. Absolutely. This sort of rocky upcrop hill that Dylan was talking about. But also we've got some mud basing around the bottom of this hill. We've also got some branches. We've got some bushes. We've got flocking. We've got reeds. We've got a lot of stuff going on that's actually not too much. Like it's not overcrowding. And Cap is leaping off this, as Dylan said, and man after my own heart here, because I love conversions and I love making my models different. And this Cap throwing his shield and it's flying through the air and it's suspended by some sort of clear resin, like that's representing the air wind, you know, current. Yeah. What more can be said is that Dylan's already said and Chris have already said, it's just absolutely fantastic use of color and interest on top of already a exceptional base and uh, model conversion. Absolutely. I would be very curious to see if this was actually 3D printed or if this is a cut and green stuffed base model, because I could easily see it go both ways. It might be both. Yeah, I could definitely see it being both. I want to know how long this technique took for the resin shield sort of throw, like uh, it's suspended out like this and getting it straight and keeping it level. I, I don't know. It's just so well done, John. Great job. You are the first place winner of the spring season of our first season. The inaugural season. The very first painting gallery with no name. It's like the first person to win a championship belt. You know, it's forever etched. Pretty Absolutely. crazy. So, Dylan, it's been a fun ride, but it gets even better because we talked about when we announced this contest a while back that we're going to choose first and second place, but there's also going to just be random winners as well. And based on the number of participants in this contest, we landed on three. So yes, that means in the future, if the contest grows bigger, we will try to expand this number of random raffle draws, but we're drawing three right now. That's very exciting. So the very first winner of the very first raffle for the very first painting gallery with no name is Chris. I sadly don't know his last name because I couldn't get his email to work. So it was the one that I communicated with right before the contest ended. So I'll reach out to him. But you are the very first raffle winner. Congratulations, sir. Congrats, Chris. Congrats, Chris. Dylan, you want to draw another random raffle here? I would love to. The second winner is going to be a Damon S. Congrats, Damon. And the very last one is going to be a Michael R. Very good. None of the three of you can ever say that you never win anything ever again. <laughs> this Perfect. is uh, this is true. This this entire contest was made just to make sure we could spite them. Just to spite you, yeah. 
Yeah, it's amazing. So I'm sorry, but sorry, but not sorry. <laughs> Excellent. So congrats to our five winners. That, of course, is once more with feeling. We got John first place, Rusty in second place. And then our three raffle winners are Chris, Damon, and Michael. So Dylan will be reaching out to you over the next week or two. We'll get prizes in order. You know, we'll talk about this through email and Discord and stuff. We don't want to, you know, talk about it all here because, you know, you guys already know the rules that Dylan and I set in place early on, right, Dylan? We don't have to go over this all again. But basically, if you live somewhere far away, we're going to find a way to get you a prize without, you know, just paying shipping that's quadruple the price of your prize or something, right, Dylan? We're going to figure it out. Absolutely. So if you have a local game store that's near you and you just really want a army painter brush set, go buy it and I'll comp you and we'll make sure that you get your due prize. Now, the one thing I should say at the end of this is that a very special shout out to Monument Hobbies. They helped me very generously get some prizes for you guys. And then as soon as I started mentioning it, people started sending me other prizes, which is even better. So if you guys take a prize, make sure you thank potentially people in the discord because some of them actually sent me stuff so make sure you thank everybody amazing and, and again another big shout out to monument yeah, monument hobbies i use their stuff almost exclusively these days because they're amazing so if you want a testimony you got one perfect yeah and of course something we mentioned at the top of the show if this contest continues to grow which it seems like it's going to grow Dylan and Chris, that we're going to put resources here at Fury's Finest more into this to expand the prize pool, even just past hobby stuff, right? Uh, we know a lot of you are just MCP players first, maybe, and maybe your hobby is second, and a lot of players are the opposite. A lot of people are hobbyists first and MCP players second. We want to kind of uh, meet the needs of both of that, both of those types of players. So in doing that, I'm kind of reaching out and uh, asking some of these token companies and also maybe some ultimate encounter type things get to you, get in your hands that you maybe can't get in your part of the world or your part of the country. So we're looking to cover all bases. You know, this was a, a first time trial run and uh, I think it went very well, but I guess now is the time Dylan for us to talk about real quick, how this was the first time things were looking to maybe slightly tweak going forward. And also we were going to announce the next season of the Fury's finest painting gallery with no name. So a few things that we definitely noted needed some improvements were, some people were saying that the voting, they wanted to see all of the pictures in one sh- like collage, I guess would be the best word for it. Sure. So from this point forward, when you guys send me the pictures, if you don't already do it, I'll do it for you. But you, we're going to make a collage out of it. So all of your pictures will be put into one file so that everybody can see it all at once. And that should also make it considerably easier to put on other sources like Facebook, because I know a lot of people were interested in seeing it on there. So Dylan, I know the big fun announcement is we've got a theme and a due date for for number two, don't we? We sure do. So for the next season, I talked to John and we worked we we workshopped it a little bit, but we decided on the next theme for the next part of the painting gallery is put in a drum roll in the okay. actual the podcast. It will be any Asgardian of your choosing. Oh, buddy! All right. It's very exciting. Which is obviously perfect fitting with the new Thor movie just recently coming out. Perfect choice. And also, Dylan, I, I'm going to ask the obvious question while we're here. So this includes all sculpts of Asgardians as well, correct? Correct. And if you find a particular 3D print that you just absolutely love, those are game as well. They could be made by a different company. A-OK with me, as long as they're obviously an Asgardian. And I could probably say you want to make it marvel obviously like affiliated i guess you don't want to have like an actual like viking like thor statue or whatever you know actually we're talking about space viking thor so at least try and fit by that parameter but as long as it's obviously who it is i'm a-okay with it i guess now's a better time to ask than any dylan but i mean i think it's good to talk with these clarifications for the contest underway if the asgardian affiliation list is updated between now and when the season ends with new models fingers crossed Jesse going to bed every night saying a prayer for Malekith. <laughs> that's legal, right? Absolutely. Uh, I play hard and fast with the rules, and that sounds fun, so sounds fair to me. Okay. So, like, if AMG, for instance, maybe surprise us with more Asgard models, I don't think they will, but like, say they did, and they, it was in the window, it's, it's legal. Because essentially what we're playing this on the show is, if it's on the affiliation list, and 
if it's a character on that list or it's all sculpt of a character on that list, you're good to go, right? Absolutely. Okay. Very good. Give us Beta Ray Bill, you cowards. I want a Fenrir. Where's Fenrir? You're just being greedy. I know. Okay, get them on the line, Jesse. Where are they? We get a, we get them in here. Give a piece of my mind. All right. We want a lot here. You know, let's get, let's get some mighty <laughs> Thor too, please. Yeah, I mean, I guess she could also be an all sculpt for Thor. So, I mean, a lot of options out there in the world right now with these all sculpts for Asgard. I've tried it just did an entire month of Asgard releases. So we could make an entire episode of speculation. I'm sure. Yeah, we won't do that here. But I'm very excited. The seat next season is Asgard, and I guess now we've got to talk about Dylan. We're now starting officially starting the summer season right now, right? When this episode comes out, when does it end? So the due date for this one will be October 3rd, which is the first Monday of October. Okay. So your your models have to be in by that day, and then we will probably do what we did this time, about a week's worth of voting and compiling elements, and then Chris, myself, and Dylan will record the winners after that. That's the plan. Uh, it's in my calendar already. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. I can't wait to see what people send our way. We're going to get some really, really cool Hellas, some great Angelas. I am very excited. Very hyped. So while we're still here, Dylan, I, I asked the if obvious affiliation question. Glad we got that out of the way. Let's cover the rules again because, you know, not everyone maybe listened to the first episode. So let's just go through all the rules of the contest now that everyone has the due date. So you're a painter. The rules for the contest are as follows. You pick a model that you want to paint. That's obviously That obviously works with the theme. You take a picture of that model. It could be completely new. It could be still in the sprue. It could be something that has one or two paint coats on it. Absolutely fine with me. It could just be primed. Take a picture of it before you finish it. Save that for later. Paint your model. Do everything that you can to impress us. Take four pictures of that completed model. Send it to me with the pre-picture. And that's all you got to do. And the email that you send it to is furypainting at gmail.com. Sounds very good. Yeah, just make sure to put your full name on all those pictures in the email. And any questions can also be sent to Dylan there at the email as well. Like if you have some questions about maybe a model you're doing that you're unsure meets the requirements or like if you have any like picture questions and things like that, like um, requirements, but it's pretty self-explanatory. And if you can't, and if I don't respond quickly, you can obviously very easily find me on the Discord as well. I'll probably respond a little faster on there. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, you can always reach out to Chris and I on the Discord with these same questions. And if we don't know, we'll ask Dylan. But if we do know, then we will get the information to you as well. And I know a lot of you have also sent sent pictures this first season to the furiousfinance at gmail.com. That's, that's okay as well. We're just trying to direct all the emails to Dylan's channel because this is going to be strictly a email for only this contest to keep everything in one place. So preferably send them to furypainting at gmail.com. Makes it nice and easy. And like I said, the name thing definitely helps me out. Well, I'm really looking forward to this next season of the painting contest. Asgard is very high on Chris and I's list of favorite models, right, Chris, in the game? Absolutely. And what a better time when we just got Scourge and Heimdall out in the world. Fingers crossed we could get Malekith through some sort of affiliated means. I don't know. Asgard is a really, really fun faction to do this with because they really do have a very um, cohesive style, but then they also all have different elements that uh, make them really dynamic and pretty models in different ways. Yeah, I'm just looking forward to this a lot. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, I think something we've talked about in our Hella episode a lot, and I think we've talked about retrospectively a few times since, is that this Guardian Wave kind of was the the tip-off that mm. these these models that Atomic Mass were going to start putting out were going to get more and more ambitious. And that kind of all started with that original Asgardian Wave. And I think it's very cool that the Asgardian theme is what we're doing because it's going to bring a lot of those models back into the spotlight. And I think deservedly so. And the best part about having space Vikings is that the opportunity for awesome effects and magic and all there that. There it is. Just, it's just oh, so such an open book. It's going to be awesome. Hey, sometimes you just got to spend three or four hours hanging out with your friends on discord and just putting skulls on Hella's base. <laughs> Absolutely. I did or that, what about did little zombie hands like cr- clawing out of the ground? All great ideas. I love all of it so much. And Chris is right. I think early on when Hella and Loki came out in particular, it was a big turning point for us here on Furious Finest because we were starting to see what they were willing to do. And then when Enchantress and, and Angela came out, we we're like, okay, we're in the next phase. We're in the next phase. It's begun. 
like I said, the, that that first wave was just the tip off of right. what we were about to see, and I think we made note of that. And you know, I, I think that's cool. Yeah, and it's just crazy that like Angela and Enchantress kind of like kicked off that next wave. You know, like dynamic bases and and models doing more dynamic things, and the use of magic in very cool ways. So. And now it's kind of a staple of AMG, you know, the using magic in cool ways with these casters characters. So very excited about this contest. Before we move on here, you know, we've got to, of course, do this sort of huge thank you and shout out to Dylan here because Dylan orchestrated this whole thing and has got this off the ground. And all I have done is help facilitate Dylan's brilliance in this. So Dylan, thank you for running this. You've kind of committed yourself on this path now. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm glad you, you enjoy it so much. I'm glad you enjoy it to the vigor that Chris and I do, but even more so because you are an incredibly talented painter and hobbyist. And, you know, we cannot thank you enough for what you started here because it seems like this is a whole nother facet and element of the Fury's Finest podcast and community that uh, definitely did not exist before to this level. I'm honored that you would even, you know, say what you just said, then I absolutely love it. And I'm I'm here for the painters, you know. I'm absolutely happy to see people doing it and i want to reward it every opportunity i can and i'll do it as long as i'm here thank you so much man uh, honestly incredible work fury's finest is supported by our wonderful patrons you can become a fury's finest patron by going to patreon.com slash fury's finest find the show on social media follow us on twitter at fury's finest cast and instagram facebook and twitch at fury's finest email us at fury's finest at gmail.com with any inquiries ideas or collaborations and leave us reviews on your podcast platform of choice. It really helps us out. Thanks to Approaching Nirvana for our intro music. And please, like Jesse said, help spread the word about the show. Rate, review, subscribe. We're not kidding when we say every little bit helps. And we are always so humbled and so thankful for all you guys do. So thank you. And I got to ask you to keep it up. I'm sorry. I, I hate that I do. I'm humbled every day, Chris. I mean, it's something we talk about every time we're on this part of the show. But I mean, it's more apparent for me right now because I'm in Secret Wars 3, the Fury's Finest League. And, you know, we're literally playing people from all over the world that listen to the podcast. And not only do they listen to the podcast, but they support the podcast with their hard-earned money. They're the minority of our listeners that choose to do that. And they are all over the world. And it's just absolutely amazing. And um, I, I hope that we're reaching our all over the world with our love of MCP and Marvel and doing that in the most positive way we can, because it's always been a goal here for us. And we're going to keep working at that because you guys keep us going. Thank you so much, guys. Of course, you can find Chris and I on social media, Discord, places like that. So you can find me, Jesse, on Twitter and Instagram at Jesse Aiken. And I'm going to start throwing it here while I can, because I always forget. But on Discord, my name is Fury's Finest. Chris, where can everyone find you? You can find me on Twitter at Chris Bruffett, B-R-U-F-F-E-T-T. Man, I love basketball so much. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. That's fine. We'll Every just week. leave it at that. Dylan, where can uh, where can the people find you, man? You guys can find me on Discord as Dr. D. And obviously, you can get to me in Fury Painting, too. Also, the hobby channel of the Fury's Finest Discord. You're there a lot. That's my cave, yeah. If anybody comes in there, expect me to uh, to rapidly approach you and congratulate you on all the things you've done. Well, Dylan, you want to close us out here as we uh, leave the show? Do you have any words of wisdom? Make sure you clean your brushes properly or else uh, paint them. Just, just don't let the paint get in that furrow. It just makes it a big nightmare. I don't clean mine enough. Yeah, thank you for the reminder. Guys, always remember, keep it popping. Well, what more could be said? Thanks for listening, true believers. Excelsior. The world has gotten even stranger than you already know. At this point, I doubt anything would surprise me. Ten bucks says you're wrong. 